for great-looking T-shirts, hoodies, and sweatshirts. The TNT Shop is now open at tntradio.live. You're with Misty Winston on today's News Talk Radio, TNT. Well, hey there, and welcome to the Misty Winston Show right here on today's News Talk. Happy Friday. It's Friday. I'm very excited. Um, And uh, I'm in Ohio. We just got our first significant snow last night. I hate snow. I hate winter, but it is very pretty outside right now. Um, I would like for it to go away, though. I'm ready for spring. Um, Okay, so we have a great show. I'm very excited. My friend Jesse Jett is here. He's been on the show before. He's an unbelievable musician, artist, poet, singer, songwriter, you name it. Uh, He has a new album out, which uh, is available now at Bandcamp, jessejett.bandcamp.com. So go check that out if you haven't already. Um, and he's going to perform a couple pieces for us. I'm very pumped for that. So uh, uh, we'll be bringing him in momentarily. Um, a quick heads up for what we have coming up next week here on the show. So Monday, uh, we have James Raguski coming back to the show. Um, he's been on several times. I'm sure everybody's familiar with him. He does great work on the COVID stuff with the the WHO so-called pandemic treaty and the all of that stuff. So um, he's been working on something significant recently. So we're going to have him on to discuss that on Monday. Tuesday, very excited. My dear friend, Kathy Vogan, uh, who's an amazing journalist um, uh, from Consortium News, she's going to be joining us to talk about a new letter from Australian uh, members of parliament um, to the United States about Julian Assange. Kathy does really unbelievable work. Consortium News does, I think, probably the best work that is to be done on the Julian Assange case. So I'm very excited to have her. Um, Wednesday, my friend Aaron Good is here. He is an author, an academic, a journalist. He's a big, smarty pants guy. I love my conversations with him. I always learn something new. Um, so he's going to be joining us on Wednesday. Thursday, my pal, uh, Gaijin Girl from uh, New York. She's an amazing activist. Um, she's actually a member of Jewish Voices for Peace. Um, She's going to be here on Thursday. We're going to talk about all of the different actions that they've been doing in support of Gaza. And then Friday, my dear pal, Alex Hills, uh, who runs the Candles for Assange page, is going to be here. We're going to be going over some of the upcoming events um, as we move towards the uh, court dates that we have coming up in February. Again, February 20th and 21st in London, there are two new uh, court dates. Um, this is These court dates are taking place in front of a panel of two new judges, um, supposed to be public. Uh, I don't know exactly what that means or how many people they're going to allow into the courtroom or if journalists will be allowed or whatever. Um, but if you can make it to the courthouse, there's going to be a gathering of people. I think they're going to start gathering. Uh, I think court starts at nine. I believe they're going to start um, uh, outside the rally outside around eight or eight thirty. So if you're in London or you can get to London on February 20th and 21st, please try to make it out there. Um, request your days off of work, find your babysitters, whatever you need to do to get out there. Um, and also, of course, just another quick reminder, if you're in the United States, please call your house representatives. Um, you can call the Capitol switchboard at 202-224-3121 um, and ask that they uh, sign on to support House resolution. 934. That's a piece of bipartisan legislation um, that is calling for the charges against Assange to be dropped and the protection of journalistic activities. So also just a quick note here on the Israel-Gaza front. Um, so obviously we know that South Africa brought Israel before the International Criminal, uh, I'm sorry, M- International Court of Justice for Genocide. Uh, Indonesia has jumped in. They've entered the chat. Um, they have followed suit. They're condemning uh, Israel's illegal occupation of Palestine at the ICJ. Also um, Chile and Mexico are urging ICC actions. Um, the International Criminal Court, not sure how effective that's going to be. That's an incredibly corrupted uh, entity. Uh, but Chile and Mexico are urging ICC actions against Israeli war crimes in Gaza. Um, Swiss attorneys have filed a criminal complaint against Israel's president upon his arrival in Davos for the World Economic Forum. Oh, that's such a creepy 
gathering of people, right? I mean, it is just, it's just creepy. They're all just, they all creep me out. Um, so uh, we certainly, oh, oh, and also I should mention, I'm sorry. We should also mention that Slovenia is also um, uh, joining with Indonesia um, uh, to bring those uh, charges at the ICJ. So um, Al Jazeera has been talking about this. They have a great article out. They say, the Palestinian Foreign Ministry has welcomed a request by Chile and Mexico for the International Criminal Court, the ICC, to investigate crimes against civilians as Israel's war on Gaza continues unabated. Um, Israeli attacks have devastated the Gaza Strip since Hamas fighters launched a surprise attack inside Israel on October 7th that killed about 1,140 people, mostly civilians, according to Israeli officials. Um, Israel retaliated with a relentless air and ground offensive that has killed more than two, I'm sorry, 24,600 people. About 70% of them children, women, and the elderly, according to the health ministry in Gaza. Uh, in a statement on Thursday, Mexico's foreign ministry said the referral, quote, is due to the growing concern over the later escalate, latest escalation of violence, particularly against civilian targets, end quote. Also, um, I just wanted to point out that the quote from... This is from the Indonesian foreign minister, and I apologize for looking down. I have this on my phone. Uh, she said, quote, international law must be upheld. The right of the Palestinian people to self-determination must be respected. Israel's occupation of Palestine, which has lasted for more than 70 years, will not erase the right of the Palestinian people to independence. So as we talked about on this show, as I um, uh, I think most people, I'm not, it's not like I'm smart, but I think most people um, were hoping and uh, were kind of guessing that once South Africa uh, started putting the pressure on um, in terms of uh, legal stuff uh, that other countries were going to be quick to join in. And we're starting to see that snowball effect now. So not sure how effective it's going to be. Unfortunately, it seems as if Israel is very much above the law um, and they can literally, I think that uh, yesterday Mossad uh, tweeted a video of war crimes again. Um, they, I think that they are just, that they think that they're above accountability and it's not that they're wrong. I think that they very well might be. They certainly have the, uh, um, unconditional protection and backing of the West. There's no question about that. So, but it is interesting to see these other countries uh, climb on board and hopefully as that pressure continues to grow, um, we may see some movement here uh, for the people of Gaza. So, okay, don't forget, you can follow me over on the tweeters at Sarcasm Stardust. Check out the Substack, mistywinston.substack.com. There's a write-up for the guest of the day every day so you can find, follow, and support their work as well. And if you would like, you can shoot me an email at mistywinston at tntradio.live. Guest idea, show idea. Um, if you have a question, comment, rant, whatever, uh, hit me up and I will try to get back to you as soon as possible. And while you're doing all of the subscribing and following and emailing and all that good stuff, why not give TNT Radio a follow? Uh, we are on all the major social media platforms, including Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Gab, and Getter, so you can help us get the word out as we cover the biggest topics of our time right here on today's News Talk. Keeping the commitment 24-7. I come to you for facts. I really appreciate what you and your team do. Today's News Talk Radio, TNT. All right. This is super interesting. Prosecutors charged Alec Baldwin again with involuntary manslaughter after he was indicted by a New Mexico grand jury over the 2021 death of Rust cinematographer Halna Hutchins. I'm probably butchering that. I'm sorry. Uh, after a prop gun fired a live round and struck her. This is a super interesting story to me. So uh, here at the story joining me now is TNT News producer Adam Clark, a.k.a. Ruckus. So they're re they're going to they're These are new charges or are they just the same charges? They're just doing them again. This is confusing to me because they completely dismissed everything not yeah. that long ago. <laughs> um, so they're like, hey, don't worry, we're not going to charge you. And then you're just minding your own business, doing your thing, living your life. And they're like, you know what? We changed our mind. Um, 
To, to, to be noted, this is in New Mexico. Uh, it was in Santa Fe, uh, the state capital there, where, I mean, I used to live in New Mexico until just recently. So uh, I know that they've got this gun thing going on right now, the war on guns. So I don't know if that ties into this. This came as a surprise, probably uh, quite a surprise to Alec Baldwin. Um, but yeah, this is, this is interesting. Uh, according to several media outlets, the move to indict Baldwin uh, was confirmed Friday uh, after the grand jury heard evidence presented by special prosecutors. He was charged with involuntary manslaughter, specifically charged with involuntary manslaughter, negligent use of a firearm, or in the alternative, involuntary manslaughter without due caution or circumspection. That's the legal terms for all of this. Um, both are either way. They're both uh, fourth degree felonies. Uh, his lawyers suggested to several news outlets on Friday that they would fight the charge. Uh, his lawyers, Alex Spiro and Luke Nikas, said in a statement, quote, we look forward to our day in court End quote. The 30 Rock actors initial involuntary manslaughter charges were dropped in April of 2023. At the time, prosecutors said they could be brought again. However, ah, there you go. I guess they warned him. Uh, Rust armorer Hannah Gutierrez was charged with two counts of involuntary manslaughter as well. She faces an additional charge of evidence tampering. The special prosecutors, Carrie Morrissey and Jason Lewis, sent the gun for more forensic testing several months ago. This is interesting. Experts who evaluated the firearm found that it could have only fired if the trigger was pulled. Their report concludes, quote, this fatal incident was the consequence of the hammer being manually retracted to its fully rearward, rearward and cocked position followed at some point by the pull or rearward, that's hard to say, rearward depression of the trigger. Although Alec Baldwin repeatedly denies pulling the trigger, given the tests, findings and observations reported here, the trigger had to be pulled or depressed sufficiently to release the fully cocked or retracted hammer of the evidence revolver, end quote, isn't legally used fun. When the proceeding is shrouded in secrecy, two of the witnesses seen at the courthouse included crew members, one who was present when the fatal shot was fired and another had walked off the set the day before due to safety concerns. Mr. Baldwin, the lead actor and a co-producer on the Western movie, was pointing a gun at Miss Hutchins during a rehearsal on a movie set outside Santa Fe in October 2021 when the gun went off, killing her and wounding director Joel Souza. But Mr. Baldwin has said he pulled back the hammer, but not the trigger, and the gun fired. Uh, an earlier report from the FBI on the agency's analysis of the gun found that, as is common with firearms of that design, it could go off without pulling the trigger if force was applied to an uncocked hammer, such as by dropping the weapon, etc. But yeah, they, they, they pulled up some new evidence to suggest that, no, he did pull the trigger. Uh, so yeah, what do you think about this one, Misty? So, okay, I... <sighs> I am a big firearm safety person, right? And the first thing, like the first rule is if you, 
it, a gun is loaded, period. You should always assume that the gun is loaded. And so um, it, it is his fault. Like he does, there is some responsibility that he should um, take on for this. There's no question about it. Um, now, is it also the armorer? Obviously that person um, should be responsible for, uh, you know, putting live rounds into the weapon instead of, um, so I don't know. There's, it, this is just very strange to me. I think that what's strange is that, as you said, they dropped the charges and now they're bringing them back. And I guess with the new evidence, uh, I guess that makes sense, but it just seems strange to me that this is, I mean, this happened uh, in 2021, so that's nearly three years ago, um, and it just seems bizarre to me that they're putting so much energy and effort into this case. Now, not to say that it's not important, but I also know that, um, uh, I think it's the husband of the woman who was killed, uh, said, I have no interest in engaging in recriminations or attribution of blame uh, to the producers or Mr. Baldwin. All of us believe Halna's, is that Halna? I don't know if I'm saying that right. Um, Halna's death was a terrible accident. I am grateful that the producers and the entertainment community have come together to pay tribute to Halna's final work. So, um, I mean, listen, do I think that he needs to be held accountable in some way? Sure. I, 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 of course, he first rule of, um, you know, handling a weapon is that you should assume that it's loaded. Um, so it's, uh, but I, I don't know that it needs to go this far. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about this because it just seems if it were me and I don't know Alec Baldwin, I, he might not be a very good person. I've heard some terrible things about him, but if it were me and I was the one responsible for this woman's death, that would be enough. Like that would be torture for the rest of my life, knowing that I was responsible for the mishandling and improper use of a weapon that resulted in somebody's death. I would never forgive myself every day of the rest of my life. It would haunt me. Um, so it just seems weird that there, uh, that there's so much effort being put into, um, you know, kind of taking him down, but I don't know. What do you think about this, Adam? Well, you pronounce her name, Helena. I'm pretty sure. Um, Helena Hutchinson. Um, that's okay. Um, but what what always fascinated to me about this is, I, if I'm not mistaken, there was never any solution to the actual mystery of how on earth did the live round get in there, right? right. Okay, and then the person who w physically handed the gun with the live round in it to uh, Baldwin was the movie's assistant director, David Halls. And what happened to him is he last year he signed a plea deal for the quote charge of negligent use of a deadly weapon end quote and just received six months probation so okay. like literally a proverbial slap on the wrist and you're right yes you're always supposed to check and know these things and whatnot and alec baldwin and everybody on the set were also trained to do those things even though they are prop guns they all go through that yeah. very rigorous gun training safety there's a lot of things that are supposed to happen but it's interesting that there were um because they said somebody walked off there there had been um people were complaining that there was no action or limited action from the production managers before this happened to address two misfires on set so oh. what the heck was going on there who knows yeah. you know a lot a lot of things still unknowns about this case yeah, for sure. And that's you're right. Listen, um, uh, after Brandon Lee was shot on the uh, sh the filming of the movie The Crow, the movie industry, uh, it went through a massive change, a massive overhaul. There were all kinds of uh, new regulations put into place, all different kinds of training. If you have if you're on a movie where there are weapons being used, you have to go through specific training. There's actually a really cool video of Will Smith um, where he's on set with somebody and somebody is like, really loosely handling a gun, like kind of pointing it, like not pointing it at him, like, you know, full on, but like in his handling of it is pointing it at Will Smith and Will Smith gives him the greatest side eye I've ever seen and like takes it from him and like double 
checks to make sure that it's not loaded and sets it on the table. And the guy's like, oh yeah, thanks. And it's, I mean, that's how, that's how you're supposed to handle a weapon. Listen, it's not, it's not a joke. That's not a game. It is a, uh, that is something that can easily kill somebody. And very clearly it has. So yeah, there needs to be some accountability for sure. I just, I don't know, this whole thing's just a little, it's a little strange to me. So, I mean, we'll keep an eye on it. We'll see what happens if he does actually um, end up getting charged or um, uh, convicted of something. It'll be definitely be interesting to see how that plays out and how it affects Hollywood moving forward. So, uh, but thanks for bringing us the story, Adam. We will talk to you again on Monday. Have a great weekend, my friend. Uh, And hang tight. We're going to be back with my pal, Jesse Jett, right after this here on today's News Talk. Now, as we move into an election year in US politics at a time, when the Western Empire is under attack from within, as if an orchestrated decline is the plan. Whilst at the same time, the rise of BRICS nations represents a rise of a new multipolar order. Institutions that have controlled the world are at last being questioned for their behavior and their failures. Absolute power corrupts absolutely. And the truth shall set us free. Those two statements sit at opposite ends of the zeitgeist in a world that is filled with death, destruction, deceit, and a wholesale unwillingness to hold anyone in power to account, except for anyone who takes power against the ruling elite, of course. And then we have seen how that system works. Weekends with Jason Olborn on today's News Talk TNT. When a crisis hits close to home, and across the globe, nonprofits are on the front lines, ready to serve. Keep coming, keep coming, keep coming. The demand for charitable services has skyrocketed, and nonprofits are rising to meet the needs. Healing, nurturing, rescuing, honoring, protecting, caring inspiring the work of philanthropic organizations of all sizes across all missions has never been more important and it's donors and volunteers like you who make all this possible thank you together we change the world the nonprofit alliance The net zero con will leave millions of citizens dependent on state handouts. It isn't a theory. It's an agenda. There is no climate emergency. On air 24-7. This is today's News Talk Radio TNT. All right. I'm super excited. I'm very excited. Uh, We are joined now by my pal, Jesse Jett, who is an incredible singer, songwriter, musician, artist, poet, you name it. Uh, He's a brilliant wordsmith who dissects world events with brutal accuracy and pulls no punches when going after power structures and the Cretans that inhabit them. He also hosts the INN show, the Indie News Network show, American Tradition, which is on every other Tuesday night at 10 p.m. Eastern, uh, where he performs some of his own stuff. He occasionally dives into covers in hell. Sometimes even some Dr. Seuss might make it. An appearance um and his new album his new album live from the black site is available right now uh at jessejet.bandcamp.com as always jesse's music is free uh for you to enjoy but if you feel so inclined please consider making a contribution uh jesse my friend i'm so excited to have you here thanks for coming oh absolutely i'm thrilled 
Yeah, it's uh, it's been a while since I've had you on, and always yeah. if there is a new album, I uh, it's a ne- it's a necessity. It is like necessary for my survival. So okay, let's talk <laughs> a little bit. So Jesse's gonna perform two pieces for us. I think uh, here uh, yep. at the start though, we're just gonna um, uh, just kind of dive into the album itself in general. And uh, can I just say that the idea that it opens with the song "Meat Speaker" and it opens <laughs> with a sample of one of the times that Mitch McConnell short circuited. <laughs> It's just great. It's classic Jesse. I love thank that. You. Thank you. <laughs> oh, good. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. It's good stuff. That was that, is good that was a good moment. I felt like it really set the tone for what what that album was all yes. about. You know. Yeah. And as soon as because I so uh, when the album came out, um, I went and I uh, bought the album, and as soon as I started listening to it, like <laughs> I died. Like it's like it, I, I think it went live at like what midnight or something. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think I was a little yep. bit late. I think I I didn't buy it till like twelve twenty or whatever. So at like twelve thirty, I'm like in my bed snickering, trying not to wake my husband up <laughs> as I'm listening to Mitch McConnell. So um, let's just talk about the the general feel of the album, the general inspiration yeah. behind it, because you touch on so much on this album, I and mean, you. Everything from, um, you know, democracy is dying to cop city mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. Um, free speech, the whole thing. So, I mean, is it just because we've been bombarded with so much, uh, so many shenanigans? That's, that's exactly, you know, it's it's only as diverse as all the trauma we've been subjected to. I mean, right? uh, when I looked at everything I, I needed to get on this record, I, I first of all, this was, I, uh, I really wanted to take my time with it more than I have before. Um, I've put out... This is album number 13 since the beginning of 2020. And uh, it also took close to a year. Um, It's been, what, 10 months since my last spoken word album and 13 months since my last music project. And that's an eternity for me. It really is. And waiting that long, I felt such a disconnect after a while because I'm like, I'm talking about things that are so far in our past now when you consider the constant barrage of, of things to keep track of and horrors, you know, um, yeah. Cop City and uh, Lahaina, which it's important, I guess, now because they're things we can't let people forget about. You know, we can't let them get lost like, um, like Flint and like uh, East Palestine. You know, there are so many things that we have to keep talking about. Um, so yeah, this, this record ended up being such an amalgamation of all anything that was, you know, worth remarking on, uh, over the last year. And that's a lot. It really is a lot. It is. It's um, a lot. It is AI, lot, especially friend. in music and entertainment, how it related to yeah. the writer's strike and still does, um, people following, uh, electoral candidates with, with renewed hope, like RFK Jr. and all these other people, you know, there was a, an awful lot of deja vu <laughs> over the past year. Right? And, yeah. uh, yeah, it's, it's bizarre that the album, I still like in some regards, it's one of my calmer projects, but in terms of, in terms of lyrical focus and subject matter, it's, it's awfully heavy, you know, it's, it's a strange balance. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's, I'm, it's the first time I've mixed songs and spoken word together on the same project. So I gave the spoken word stuff all some accompaniment, even if it's just a little subtle synth in the background, a couple samples, and then stripped down most of the songs so that there's kind of an even keel between them. 
uh, works out to about 30 minutes or so roughly of of each so uh it is a lot yeah. more bare i noticed like it is a lot yeah, more it's, it's very sure. stripped down which i love i love because i think um for me my favorite thing about you is your uh the gift you have with words and so um not that i don't enjoy like your uh, like the musical stuff where there's it's a little bit heavier or more involved for sure. but i think that it when helps the message get across back, for sure yes when you really Absolutely. strip it back it really it like the words really um stand out and the message mm -hmm. really stands out you can't help but to to grasp it so and meet speaker i actually my favorite part and you know me i'm a big lyrics person i love lyrics mm -hmm. i have to mm -hmm. like i have to get into them and, and my favorite part is rush me 20 bucks or our democracy crown. <laughs> rush me 20 bucks so we can cluster bomb 100 towns Rush me 20 bucks and once you've emptied out your bank account you'll get to say you've made us proud and blackrock gets to take your house and that is <laughs> Oh, good. And, and you can hear you talk about Dr. Seuss. That's honestly yeah. when people ask one of my bigger writing influences, he's in the top five because that's Seuss. just what taught me how you structure a verse. So there is that unmistakable imprint of Seuss rhyme pattern, but it's just dystopian, you know, apocalypse political yeah. Seuss. Right. But I love that. I love that part because especially right now, because we are like, you know, chest deep in the middle of an election yeah. season. And so we're hearing yeah. all of this. Right. We keep hearing that sure. Democrats keep sending me emails like you got to send yeah. us twenty dollars so we can save democracy. Mm -hmm. I mean, what? <laughs> exactly. What I mean? Well, the, the economy is fine or else we wouldn't be asking you for money. That's how you know right. the economy must be doing great. Like they say, because they still want twenty seven bucks from you. <laughs> yeah. But I just think like Meat Speaker is just such a great way to open the album. It really does set you. Um, sets the tone and sets the mood for the uh, for everything else and i mean you mentioned lahaina uh, kings of colony mm -hmm. is a great it's so powerful and it is and you're right like it, although that is you know we were um, you know several months removed from that yeah it, nobody's talking about it jesse that town yeah. is still in ashes and yeah. nobody's really talking about it other than people like pasta yeah. um and pasta? You know, some other yeah <laughs> some other um, independent <laughs> journalists who are trying yeah. to keep it in the news it's not nobody's talking about yeah. it and it's just exactly it's crazy that there's so many major um stories happening that you can't like nobody's bothering to pay attention to Absolutely. a whole town that burnt down you know yeah. like it's just yeah. it's insane it is insane yeah. so yeah okay let's take we're gonna take a quick break and get headlines then we're gonna come back um and jesse's gonna perform one of the pieces for us we'll set it up a little bit and then afterwards we're, we'll kind of dissect it and get into it a little bit so hang tight we'll be right back here on today's news talk the conversation continues. You guys are awful positive today for what we're witnessing. It's that division that they want to push. Now, TNT Radio News. For TNT, this is James O'Neill. Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu has sparked controversy by rejecting the possibility of a Palestinian state following the conclusion of the war. NATO is set to hold its largest round of war games in decades, with some 90,000 troops from all 31 member states, as well as Sweden, planning to participate. Yemen's Houthi militants have executed a missile strike on the U.S.-owned tanker Chem Ranger in the Gulf of Aden. This claim was made by the group's spokesperson, Brigadier General Yahya Sari, in a televised announcement. Are you enjoying listening to TNT Radio? Do you think we're doing a good job? Then please let us know. Why not leave us a like or a positive review or comment on Facebook, Gab, or Getter? Help us get the word out as we cover the biggest topics of our time on today's News Talk, TNT Radio. Yes, do please leave a like, a comment, a subscribe, whatever. All of that stuff really does help with the algorithm. Um, 
so ridiculous that you have to do that stuff, but uh, you know, it does help. So please uh, uh, do those things. So, okay. We're here with Jesse Jet. We're talking about his, uh, his latest album live from the black site, which is amazing. It's such a good album. We were just kind of setting it up a little bit. And honestly, I you know me, like when Jesse uh, uh, first, when we first met, anytime he wrote a song, he would text me and be like, uh, Hey, you ready to do a live stream? And I'd be like, yeah, yep. let's go. <laughs> um, and we would like, you know, sit down and dissect. Uh, so I could literally talk to you for two, three hours about this album and we could really get into all of it. Um, unfortunately, we don't have that kind of time here. But um, uh, now you the so the first single is called The Dust of Better Days. It, this is haunting. It is, I would say, one of your most haunting pieces that I've heard so far. It is. Um, it's so beautiful. It's so beautiful. Um, but in like the most, you know what I mean? Like, like you said, it's like this weird, um, like stripped back dystopia. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> it's, and it's yeah. so good, though. So set up this song. Thank like, what, what was the inspiration behind this song? So this this actually started um my grandfather passed away recently and i was uh lucky enough to receive uh, one of his guitars he he played uh, a lot and uh, it's right-handed and i'm not but i can you know play backwards and and chord and fiddle around so i was writing with it and i came up with this little part that is more comfortable now to play backwards on his guitar than on my own guitar uh and I was like, you know, I really want to write something that is nice and approachable for normal people. A nice, easy, pretty uh, song that kind of lets us know how much we've already accepted. How how far down the river we are with fascism. Like, it's it's already, we're, you know, you're soaking in it. Like, it's, uh, so I really wanted these lyrics to kind of, you know, be something that hopefully someone could hear my stuff for the first time and hear this song in particular and have it kind of make them take pause like that's what that's what i was hoping for um and something that was nice and and listenable you know um yeah. so yeah I, I, I really stripped it down a lot and uh and recording it was a nightmare doing the guitar backwards and <laughs> not making any mistakes i love that though but it, I uh, it meant that a lot that i wanted to guitar yeah i wanted fantastic. to have it be um a few of the songs on this album are, are one track one take through uh kings of colony and and this one being two of them but uh yeah this i love song that is really, hey kurt cobain really had lot, to play so. backwards for a time exactly kurt there you cobain go <laughs> yeah it's, it's fine <laughs> so i love it if it's good enough for kurt cobain it's good enough for jesse Jeff. right I like that. there you go i love that okay so let's go ahead let's let's play the dust of better days and then we'll uh at the end uh we will come back and, and chat about it a little bit more perfect all right here we go change once we're collecting the dust of better days there 
always watching us, but we're never safe. We're not meant to be safe. Not meant to escape. We aren't meant to wake. Your daughter today. Pepper sprayed her twice in the face. He must have had good reason if he'd treat her that way. At least that's what they've taught you to say. But is it too late? For us to ever change Once we're collecting the dust of better days They're always watching us but we're never safe We're not meant to feel safe Not meant to escape We aren't meant to wake And had you detained Said you'd made some posts They weren't changed Tased you till you felt like You'd forgotten your name Or life before they had you contained oh, oh, oh. Life before they had you SWAT team took your neighbor today. Oh. And that's the dust of better days. So good. It's so beautiful. <laughs> like it really Seriously, is. Thank you. It's just so beautiful. And it, so, okay. And the thing I love about this is that it is, um, it's so um, relevant and poignant. Like we really are so, like, as you said, it, we're so far down the rabbit hole at this point. Yeah. Um, I don't, and most people I think are completely oblivious to how bad it is. Mm -hmm. I mean, as the, as you said there, uh, um, uh, feds arrived and had you detained, said you'd made some posts they want changed. Like we have people <laughs> be being arrested for, Absolutely. That's where we're at. Uh, yeah. And it's, I mean, it's a lot to take in, Jesse. That's a lot. Yep. So good. that's why I figured that was a good closer for the album. Um, yeah. It just felt like the right kind of, you know, if there's one takeaway that I want someone to have at the end of this hour, it's, it's that one. So. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a good single. I think it's a good single release. I think that, as you said, you. that really is like, I, I mean, listen, I've heard every single thing you've ever, well, maybe not ever, it's, but everything you've done. In the past since, four years, like nine hours yes. of music. Yeah, you have. Yeah. I have heard everything <laughs> yeah. you've done. And uh, this, I think is, um, it's kind of like uh, when Tool says, if you want an introduction, uh, play the pot. Um, that's a good introduction. Like it's a, it's a good uh, entry level song. And I think that this is such a good, it's, it's not too complex. Mm -hmm. It's very, the message is very simple. Mm -hmm. um, it's beautifully written. And I think that that is just, Thank it's, it, I, it, and it really does set the tone for the rest of your work. I think it just kind of shows, um, you know, what, what you're about really. And it's so good. Thank you so oh. much. Seriously. Thank you. Yeah, no. I mean, you know me. I'm not pumping your tires just because you're here. You know I'm a huge <laughs> Oh, I know. But 
I yeah, um, but yeah, I mean, you, it's, you said it's, you bought the album late and you bought it 20 minutes after it came out. That's that's I did. dedication. <laughs> I stayed up. You You're know like, me. Oh, I dragged my feet on this one. <laughs> you know me. I'm old and I'm tired and I go to bed early and yep. I stayed up yep. late uh, just so I could buy that. And then I was still 20 minutes late because I was uh, dicking around on Twitter or something and lost track of time. Well, uh, it but means yeah, a lot. Seriously. I was 20 Thank minutes you. late. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I think that, um, you know, this is something that I think and I think most people can relate to this because we've all seen um, the unbelievable increase of authoritarianism, the unbelievable increase of people, people being labeled extremists, as you said, extremists come in all shapes like with the um, I think it was uh, with DHS or whatever. A couple years ago, they released that little pamphlet where the domestic (laughs) violent extremists, it's literally everybody, Jesse. Exactly. I know it's all of us. It is. They it's like, all do you us. blame America for the world's problems? Like, yeah, don't you? Oh, that way you're an yeah. extremist. <laughs> you're an extremist. Oh, you want clean air and clean Oops. water? You're an extremist. Oh, yep. you think that we should have press freedom and free speech? You must be an mm-hmm. extremist. It's just mm-hmm. insanity. They want, they have labeled all of us as extremists. So uh, it's terrifying, but that's where we're at. Okay, we got to take another quick break, but hang tight because yep. Jesse's going to uh, perform another piece for us right after this, right here on today's News Talk. De weaponizing weather with reality and perspective. Well, Hanoi Jane is at it again. My buddy, Mark Morano, mailed me this because he knows that I try to keep my blood pressure low. And he believes I need a little extra stress in my life, so he mails me stuff like this, and naturally I share it with you. These are some quotes from an article that Jane Fonda is involved in about the planet can't have healthy people if it's sick. So now the planet is actually some kind of breathing organism, I guess. Bad enough they try to make it a god. But at least I thought, well, it's probably one of those gods, you know, false idols you make out of gold or silver or whatever. But no, 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 no. It's a living, breathing system. So anyway, our healthcare system is responsible for 9% of the country's greenhouse gas emissions because the system's reliance on fossil fuels to run its facilities and equipment. Now, let's break this down. Men, human beings, have put in 5% of the total amount of carbon dioxide in the atmosphere atmosphere, which is 0.042%. And so the healthcare system's responsible for 9% of 5% times 0.042%. So what we've got to do is shut down the healthcare system because of that 9%. And that's only the United States. And then everything will be fine. Climate smart healthcare is preventive medicine on a grand scale. Think about it. We can't have healthy people on a sick planet. You know something? If you want to look at sickness and define sickness, you just heard some quotes from it. This is TNT Club. This is unbelievable. TNT Climate and Weather Watchdog Meteorologist Joe Bastardi asking you to enjoy the weather. It's the only weather you got. Even the thought of dementia can feel scary. It's why we put off getting help, even though we've noticed changes in our thinking or memory. But an early diagnosis can change everything, giving you medical help and a support system around you to help you live better. Start with Dementia Australia's online checklist. Because the sooner you know, the more you can do. Cutting through the clutter, this is the Misty Winston Show on today's News Talk Radio, TNT.
All right, we're here with my pal Jesse Jett, who is an incredible musician. His new album, Live from the Black Site, is available now at Bandcamp, jessejett.bandcamp.com. Go get it. Go get you some. It's so good. I cannot, it's, I, it's so, I listened to it as I was getting ready for today's show, and I was like so fired up, especially the piece that he's about to do for us now. I am, I was so fired up. So um, there may be some rants that happen here momentarily. Um, that's a, that's a very real possibility. Um, so uh, just a fair <laughs> warning. Um yeah, I get pretty fired up about this. One. I think, uh, uh, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, that's no surprise to anybody who knows me. Mm -hmm. So, also, Jesse, just so you know, um, some pals in the chat: Indy's here, Cynic's here, Charlie's here. Um, you know, the usual crew, love uh, you, fam. the Jesse Jack crew. Yeah, love you, fam. Thanks for being here. Um, okay, so I don't want to waste much time here because the next piece that you're playing is called Pull String. Set this one up for us, my friend. Yeah. So you know, I wanted to. I really wanted to avoid talking about electoral candidates, but then I watched people get sucked into the vacuum again. Um, yeah. A lot of people that I thought knew better. And uh, then some people that I thought were of, of, of sound mind <laughs> all of a sudden really <laughs> doubled down. Uh, yeah. a bunch of them a bunch of them realized you know what was happening and and stepped away and I love them for that some people didn't some people would rather alienate everyone in favor of a candidate like RFK jr who is uh, a Zionist through and through to to his yeah. soul as as she would say and I figured I won't directly uh, do a piece about him in fact I don't say his name in it but I look at him through the lens of one of his most uh, zealous Zionist <laughs> fans who is willing to overlook uh, everything they don't like. Um, personality, you know, identity politics. That's, that's what we have now. That's what we cling to. So, um, and this piece actually ends with a clip of both of them, uh, complete with the pull string sound effect. <laughs> yeah, but, which uh, I love. By the way, that's brilliant. <laughs> but yeah, and um, uh, so I'm not going to name the person that we are, but we both know who mm -hmm. it is. I'm not going to name the mm -hmm. person because it's not. I'm not. We're not trying to publicly bash Correct. them or whatever. And it's really, um, it, it's it's. It really could be anyone. Just, it's um, any anyone yes. who's still still on yes. board at this point. <laughs> and it's so for me, this is it, the the reason why this is so unbelievably frustrating is that well, it, it, there were certain people who were like, yeah, I disagree with him on his support for actual genocide. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, I, I see other things that I think are important. And I was willing to, like, be on board with at least um, being respectful of that. But now I see mm -hmm. a lot of them and they're just also on board for genocide. Um, for and sure. so that's you have to, I had you to have to double down. Yes, and, yeah. I had to step away from those people because I can't I can't associate myself with yep. those who would support an actual there. There and, are very few hard lines in the sand that I will draw. Mm -hmm. I'm pretty open to, like, giving mm -hmm. people wiggle room and Same. not on that. Not on that. Yeah. It's just not and what's I crazy is this piece is, is is several months old, and it would be very different yeah. if I wrote it today. It would be probably twice as long. Yeah. Uh, but anyways, yeah, without further ado, this, uh, this is pull string. Her hands are bound behind her candidate, who found the perfect hill on which to lay it down for good, who she might not agree with on apartheid or celebrating war crimes, but talks just like she could. He's got the IDF's back and the CIA's back like a Democrat should. Mr. Anti-Establishment didn't start the fire, but he's slipping on his hood. Her voice is grafted to a candidate who might not always speak for her, but what is she to say? Why bother harping on an issue that Americans won't listen to? It seems like such a waste. But what activism is, is saying they don't give a shit, but if I don't, why would they? So way to rob yourself of agency, then chain yourself to genocide and look the other way. 
I love to see a fellow running as a Democrat, taking stacks of money from a GOP super PAC, calling out corruption in the giant fucking country club he's clearly been accepted at, but wants to be the leader of. He knows which way the money runs, knows it paves a leader's path, and human rights for Palestine historically don't lead to that, so he will not address it, as he doesn't see a need for that. Now welcome to the attitude our country's politicians have displayed toward Palestinians since back before they cracked the will of Arafat. And so the story goes forever after. We do not speak the P-word here or recognize the Nakba. All you'll find are sea lions who volunteered as actors barking like a manuscript from NAFTA. All you'll find are insulated sycophants intent on justifying why the slaughter done in Palestine is not a voting matter. Tell that to Shireen Abu Akla. Tell that to the children growing up inside a city where the walls are made of shackles. Tell that to a mother who is burying her baby, how her son is not our problem because we'll never see his grave. He's just a topic we can mute or we can scroll right past his face and all those videos of mourners being beaten at his wake. So stuff your poll on what the average voter sees as urgent. They don't get to know the half of what we use as our detergent when we launder all our ISIS cells, our cartels and insurgents. We do not elect the man behind the curtain. We elect the pull string diversion. We elect the lesser evil donors pre-selected best to do unto the Arabs as we did unto the Persians and do unto the Muslims as instructed by the merchant who provided you with HIMARS that can vaporize a person back into the dust in which we all will find immersion. One arms dealer's Jenin is another dealer's curse on and both are just a mark that Lockheed Martin smells a purse on. And voters are the hollow thralls that Congress put a curse on to vote against their interests every four years till they die. And if you show them Palestine, cry better them than I. Though the curse of occupation's taken place within their mind, they will always love their prison long as they are shown the sky. They will sing about their freedoms under Apple's watchful eye as puppets dance and sing should you so pull their strings and wires. They will rally round the man who bears a torch and bears it high and believe him when he tells them that he's here to stop the fire. We are cursed to love our prison and keep lifting up our liars. We are not behind the wheel, we're being crushed beneath the tires, and our blood is in the oil and the plastic on the wipers, and our blood is on the hands of those who cranked inflation higher, and blood is on a vest where press can barely be deciphered, put there by a few Israeli snipers, who were aiming at the center mass of truth about American desires. That you can sell us any story, we're a nation built of buyers. And we love a good parade, it always makes us feel inspired, like who cares that those were Nazis? Gosh, they had the whitest smiles. So I wouldn't bank on sequels to the Nuremberg trials. If they happened now, they would be confidential, Pfizer style. Redacted paragraphs and empty vials. Close to 80 years before they share their files. Well, luckily, your lesser evil logic lets you justify the nations we've defiled. Lesser evil logic lets you cast a vote for someone that you know is truly vile. Lesser evil logic sees another million bodies thrown upon its hoarder's pile, extending out for miles. So every line I've had to scrap, I've turned back into bile. So don't you touch that dial, lest the feds come swarm your door. I guess it isn't safe to say things like, I don't support the war. Or may Palestine know freedom from the Jordan to its shores. Or I'd love to see our senators get trampled by the poor. Any pull-string dem will tell what they're allowed to stand up for, and how little things like Palestine are better off ignored. Call it voter outreach for some desperate remoras when the shark from what they get their scrap starts pulling on the floor. And the shark says those who live beneath a brutal occupation should be thankful for their freedoms and their rubble and their gore. 
and I swear it only makes those bottom feeders love him more. One in particular is beaming for her candidate, who found that perfect hill on which to make his final stand. And she will not be deterred by all those pesky little war crimes, will not be deterred by his support for stolen land. He helps her come to terms with how to spin an occupation, and forgiving the oppressor is the democratic way. She says her voice is grafted to the candidate who speaks for her. And every time you pull her string, she's nothing new to say. And that's pull string. Oh, so good. Oh, my God. There's so much that I want to say. There's so much <laughs> that I want to say. Right. We need there a whole other hour to unpack that one. <laughs> we do. Honestly, we do. Like, I just looked at the clock and I'm like, oh, my God. How am I going to get all of this into the next nine minutes? That's insane. And go. So, yeah. The, OK, let's the first thing I want to say is um, so why bo why bother harping on an issue that Americans won't listen to? It seems like such a waste that. OK, because when this whole thing first kicked off prior to October 7th, that was the mm -hmm. argument that we were all told by these people um, mm -hmm. that, oh, well, pa nobody cares about Palestine. It's not a big yep. issue. It's just one issue, Jesse. Yep. It's not just one issue. That drives me absolutely mental. And very clearly, people do care about it. There are millions of people in the street all across the yep. world who very clearly yep. care about it. But the idea that it is just one issue is so unbelievably frustrating to me. And we talked earlier about the idea that people were, um, especially I've, I've noticed this on the right, and I talked to uh, Dave DeCamp about this on the INNAntiWar.com map. Yeah. up thing um, because i'm seeing a lot of people on the right who are very rightfully so freaking out about jeffrey epstein and his band of merry pedophiles but who do you think he worked for yeah who do you yep. think he worked for he worked yep. for israel in part also mm -hmm. for the cia i think but mm -hmm. uh and the idea that they are completely able to separate those two things in their mind and yeah. give full-throated and unconditional support to a genocidal apartheid state is mind-blowing to me yep. um but here we are it's so it's crazy it's crazy <laughs> Yes, here we are. Yeah. It's like people are acting like that's what's so. And, and also another thing that drives me crazy is they'll say, well, they all support Israel. Yeah. Okay. I, that's the problem. Exactly. <laughs> that's the problem. <laughs> Am I just supposed to be like, oh, well, they all support Israel. So I guess I can just choose one of the genocidal maniacs. Like, no, right. Uh, right. none of the genocidal maniacs will do. Sorry. I'm just not interested. Yep. I'm not interested in yep. supporting anybody who supports genocide. Just not. I'm not down for that. But I also yep. love the next line is, but what activism is is saying they don't give a shit, but if I don't, why would they? And thank you, thank you. Because <laughs> holy cow, people, because I get yeah. that about Assange all the time. People will For say, sure. why Why do you bother? They're not gonna, they're mm -hmm. not gonna do anything. Well, yeah, they're definitely not. If we don't try to push exactly. them, we don't try to pressure exactly. them. That's the whole point. Yeah. Oh, so annoying. Yeah. It is so annoying. Oh, but this whole Kennedy thing, this Kennedy worship, I don't know how anybody can still support this guy. I just yeah. do not know how anybody yeah. he's so to me, he's such a transparent controlled opposition, just mm -hmm. garbage guy. Like it's just, mm -hmm. he, he was just on camera the other day, again, spewing lie after lie after yeah. lie about Palestine. And it's so gross to me. And I, I know he'll never do it, but I would legitimately pay money to watch him um, debate or have a conversation with Max Blumenthal. Oh, yeah, I, would, I, like, I would I would pay pay-per-view. Let's do yep. it. Like, let's yep. do it. He will never do it. This Thursday, Thursday, Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, but it's that's it's also who's the doctor that he wanted to. What's his name? He, there's a doctor that he wanted to debate oh. about um, COVID. Oh, I'm totally oh, yeah. blanking. 
Ah, crap. Anyway, he wanted to debate this doctor and he was like calling him out saying that he was a coward and we'll do it for charity. Max, but you won't debate Max Blumenthal. Mm -hmm. You are a hypocrite and a coward, Mm -hmm. my friend. Mm -hmm. Like he's just so gross. He grosses me out. It's just then what drives me even more crazy is my guys out here trying to pretend as if he's a peace candidate. Jesse. (laughs) In what universe? (laughs) Oh, seriously? Yeah. As president, um, so absurd. Israel will have my unconditional support. That is a mm-hmm. quote from him. And you're trying mm-hmm. to pretend like you're a peace candidate? You know, oh. I think it's worth pointing out that the majority of tracks on this record, I had to do multiple takes of because the first few, I was like, that was a good one. And I'd listen back and it was so angry. They were all so yeah. angry. <laughs> and I had to really get some of that out to to bring the dynamic down to a realistic level. Because the first few times I do some of these, I'm just like ready to put my face through the drywall. By the time I'm done, I'm just so livid. And like you yeah. have to kind of bleed a little of that out and get your pressure normalized before you <laughs> have like a keeper. Um, unless I do like a metal project or something, in which case I'll want that. <laughs> but that might be next. Honestly, who knows what's next. But, uh, that would be great. I can hook right. you up with Kyle Matoba. Pulls- he does metal music. Pull string was definitely one. I had like a take that I liked, and then I listened back to it the next day, and I'm like, it sounds like I'm just ready to like chew through the microphone. <laughs> I was so angry, but it's you know it's rage inducing yeah. material, as you know. Yeah, no, it totally like listen. I'm not even joking. When I was getting ready and th- I was listening to this song, mm-hmm. I was ready to run through a wall. I was mm-hmm. so mad because mm-hmm. this gets me so fired up. Obviously, and people, I here's the thing. I had and it just happened to me uh, a couple of days ago. One of my one of my many really stupid trolls. Um, this is one that regularly <laughs> this this person. I don't know who it is. I'm not even going to name them because they, they don't deserve the air energy. But um, uh, they create numerous accounts and just I block them. They create a new account. I block them. They mm-hmm. create a new account. It's just like do you not have a life? It's just very mind blowing to me. But um, they, uh, I, I tweeted something at Kennedy and he's like, do you, this person's like, do you really think that he's going to see it? And why do you care anyway? You don't vote. I don't understand why you, why you care so much. Here's why I care. He's running for president. He has a massive platform. Mm-hmm. People follow him and he is lying through his teeth about the situation mm-hmm. in Palestine and openly supporting a genocide. That's why I care. It has nothing yep. to do with voting. It has nothing to do with voting. Nothing. Yep. It is, you know, he's a genocide supporting uh, uh, scumbag. And I just I just don't have the patience for Mm -hmm. it. I do not. There is no excuse, in my opinion, in the year of our Lord, 2024, to be out here supporting a genocide, a very obvious genocide. This is not Mm -hmm. up for discussion or debate. It's just not. It is a very obvious genocide that is taking place. And um, I mean, hey, thanks for exposing yourself. I mean, honestly, thanks for exposing yourself. (laughs) And thank you Never for heard giving, that before. <laughs> right? <laughs> thank you for giving a shout out to Shireen Abu Akhle too. Um, yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, that um, it, it's uh, mind blowing to me that an American uh, journalist, an American Palestinian mm-hmm. Christian journalist, can be murdered mm-hmm. by the state of Israel in broad daylight on mm-hmm. camera. And nothing is done. And then not only was yep. she murdered by the state of Israel on camera, but then they attacked her funeral too. Yep. Yep. Uh, they came and terrorized her funeral, too, because that's what Israel does. And um, the number of journalists that they have murdered in order to um, uh, attempt to run cover for their own genocide yeah. is disgusting. I think we're uh, like yeah. over 100. I think it's 100, 910, I think so. I think um, so. depending on which source you look at. Some only say like yep. 65. That's not accurate. Um, and not only are they even killing if, even journalists. If it was, even if it was 65, I'm pretty one, sure that's a little a little more than one is the too whole many. Vietnam conflict, right? Wasn't it yes. like 50-something yes. in all of Vietnam? So yes. there's, there's a little perspective for people. 
And Even one if journalist is cut in half. You know, it's about the same as as all of Vietnam. So. One journalist is a war crime. Period. End of story. Mm-hmm. And not only are they killing these journalists, Absolutely. they're also targeting their families as well. People yep. who have nothing to do with it. So, yep. um, yeah. I mean, I could honestly rant about this for so long, but unfortunately, sure. we're out of time. Or maybe fortunately, because I'm gonna my blood right. pressure is gonna go through the roof. Yeah. So, um, okay, Jesse, tell everybody where they can find you, where they can get the album, all that good stuff. Hey, um, it went live on streaming today. It's on Spotify, iTunes, uh, you name it. Um, Bandcamp is the place to get it for free. Um, obviously, like she said, if you want to, you know, make a little contribution, uh, it's always appreciated. But um, every, everything is free to download. So yeah, always all of Jesse's stuff is free to download. So uh, go and listen tons of music, tons of stuff to listen to. Um, so go check all of that out. And please, if you do feel so inclined, make a, a, a contribution. I know that Jesse would appreciate that very much. You can also check Jesse out um, on American Tradition on INN every other Tuesday at 10 p.m. He co-hosts that with my pal, Indy, who I love so much. Um, and also you can check out Jesse on Twitter at Jesse underscore Jet, J-E-T-T. Um, okay, my friend, thanks so much for coming on. I appreciate you and I love Anytime. the album. It's so good. Thank you, thank you, thank, thank you. Thank you so much. Um, all right, y'all, I'll be back on Monday. Monday with another week of shows for you. As Julian Assange says, learn, challenge, act now. Hey, have a good weekend. Timothy Shea right after this here on today's News Talk.